This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Today, we are talking about the sacredness of work. And I just want to remind you that we are created in God's image to build and to also create just as God created and he built. Yet over the years, work has kind of gotten a bad rap. So people live for the weekend and they dread Mondays. In reality, work is an opportunity to add value. And when we work and we create and we add value, we are shaping new worlds. And we're more and more in tune with the likeness of God when we are at work. So God worked and he created the whole earth and all of us at the beginning in six days. And then he rested. And every day, even now, God paints masterpieces in the sky. And I know my husband's very good at photographing daily those masterpieces. So as a marketplace executive, you have an opportunity to add inspiration, great purpose, and meaning to the work of your employees. All worthwhile work can be infused with deep purpose and dignity when you understand the why of what you're doing every day. Now, notice I said all worthwhile work. I'm not talking about being in a kind of work where you're swindling people and cheating people or you're selling drugs to people or if you are a gangster and doing something of that sort. To me, that's not worthwhile work. And that only is going to come back and turn against you because what you ultimately do to others does come back to you in the principle of reaping and sowing, if you will. However, if work is worthwhile, no matter even if it seems like a small task, or even if others might consider it a menial task, that work can be worthwhile. So I'll give several examples of tasks that sometimes we don't always see the value of, and yet the person who's doing that work understands the bigger picture and value. I spend a lot of time in hotels and there are hotel housekeepers and office building janitors. These people keep the place clean and particularly as we're still on the tail end, hopefully tail end of this pandemic, keeping things clean is absolutely important. And the hotel housekeeping staff, they understand that your experience at that hotel would not be anywhere near as great without the work that they do every day. So they understand that they're facilitating your success as a guest. They're facilitating the success of many business meetings that are taking place at the hotel and also people traveling for business and going to work every day. And if they didn't do what they do, we would certainly notice it right away. So they see the big picture. Take somebody else who might be a nurse's aide. And this person has to do very difficult task of maybe emptying bedpans, cleaning up people after various 
accidents and incidents that might occur. And that's not the maybe the most pleasant work to do. However, that person understands that they are contributing to the health, to the recovery, to the longevity of someone who's not able to do those same things for themselves. They see the bigger picture. They know that they're adding value. And Hopefully, and ideally, the person that they're serving, if they're conscious and can speak, they are showing gratitude for the help that they are receiving. Then you take the bricklayer or someone who's in some kind of construction of buildings. They're thinking about what kind of building they're creating, what's going to be the purpose of that building. If they're building a hospital, all the people whose lives are going to be saved and impacted because of the building that they're building. If they're building a great cathedral for God, all the lives that are being saved from a spiritual sense, because people are coming there to worship God and to learn about God and to have their lives transformed and changed. So that bricklayer, that person who's building a building is looking beyond just laying bricks and thinking about what will be the ultimate use of this building? What will be its service? And how is it adding value to mankind that I'm participating in building it? You might also have somebody who's working in an automobile assembly line, and it could seem really tedious to just keep adding that same kind of part over and over again as moving down the assembly line as the car is going through and passing by. But that person knows this is key and important transportation for somebody. This car is going to be used to take somebody to work. This car might be used in taking somebody to the hospital who needs to go to the hospital to save their lives. They're thinking beyond just the mundane to the transportation that's being provided and how critical that transportation might be in someone's life. Or think about somebody who's making a computer or maybe even a cell phone. And as they're making this equipment, they're thinking about, I'm connecting people to information. I'm connecting people to resources. I'm connecting people to each other. And who knows when that critical conversation is going through over the airways through the cell phone that you helped to build. And that was a critical message that needed to get through at that time, something that couldn't be delayed or couldn't wait. And what if you had made the cell phone of poor quality and the person couldn't get that emergency call in? So if you're thinking ahead, you're thinking about how what you're making makes a difference. And then that there is that executive assistant out there who recognizes that all of the mundane tasks that he or she does every day organizing files, creating systems, and facilitating the success of the executive that he or she supports, they may not be directly involved in those conversations and the work that the executive does. However, that person knows that their executive leader is far more effective because they have done their part and they have teed up the ball for the executive with whom they work. And similarly, if you're a ditch digger or someone who's working on the sewer system, imagine if the sewers got all clogged up, they didn't work well, and all the unsanitary conditions in the city, in the town, and how people would get ill. So you are part of keeping people safe and healthy and keeping things moving that need to be moving out of our lives, if you will, if you are working on the sewer system. 
So the bottom line is no matter what your job is, it's important, it's providing a valuable service. And God is inviting us to join him in whatever work he's doing. So look at your job. How am I operating as hands and feet and eyes and ears for God as I'm doing my work, no matter what that work may be, as long as it's worthwhile, noble, and not the kind of work that's fraudulent. Now, when God originally put man in the Garden of Eden, he put him in there to tend to the garden and to keep it. And as we already said, God himself was working in at work, and he put man in the garden to do some work. So work is really not a curse. It's not work that is a curse. However, there was a curse that was put on work in the sense that Adam and Eve sinned in the garden and went against God's direction, God did curse the ground so that the work was going to be harder. It was going to be more difficult to tend the garden and to take care of it. Prior to that, it was probably easy to tend the garden. You probably didn't have to do too much backbreaking work in that sense. However, after this curse came in, it says it's going to be by the sweat of your brow, by the sweat of your face that this is going to happen. And the ground is also going to be producing thorns and thistles, not just the food that you're looking for, but also thorns and thistles that get in the way. So there are some complications and complicated aspects that can make work challenging, although work itself is not a curse. So every week, I'm talking to people in workplaces all over, and I'm so inspired by how many people in so many diverse workplaces want to do their best. They take pride in their work. I see craftsmen who are building furniture, beautiful wooden furniture, and they're proud of that furniture that they're building. They're taking extra special care, and they know that that chair or that table is going to be used in the home of some family, and they want it to be right. They want that chair to be beautiful and also to be strong to hold the person who is going to sit in it. So again, as I talk to and listen to those who are in support roles in organizations, let's say again on the administrative assistant level, they don't mind all of the mundane tasks that they do. They're excited about it because they know that that facilitates other people doing their work effectively. So as an employer in the workplace, I encourage you not to add unnecessary thorns and thistles and briars to the work of your people, rather to encourage your employees in seeing the greater value in what they do. How are you contributing to maybe them feeling less valued? If you're upset about work that's happening in the workplace, that you're thinking that it might be shoddy work, What's your contribution to that shoddy work? How are you putting roadblocks and barriers in your people's way so that it's hard for them to see the sacredness of work? So employers, you are called to provide fair wages, reasonable benefits, and favorable work conditions. People are not expendable machine parts that you run into the ground until they can no longer 
do the job and then you throw them away and just toss them out. Rather, people are the lifeblood of your business. And your work becomes divine when you do it all in the name of God. So I want to end today's segment with some verses from Colossians, the third chapter. And I'm going to start in verse 22. And these verses really refer to people who were in difficult situations because they were bond servants and they had hard labor as bond servants. But listen to what the scripture says about them. Bond servants obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ." But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done, and there is no partiality. Masters, give your bondservants what is just and fair, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Did you know that teams do the bulk of the work in successful organizations? And for this reason, it's very important to build and develop your teams. And first, you might want to know where you are in the process. So I invite you to take the complimentary team assessment to identify your current strengths and also your learning opportunities in launching and developing high-performance teams that get dynamic organizational results. So go to my website, www.transleadership.com, and you'll see on the homepage, there's a brown bar that says, take the high performance team assessment. You'll find it just under the running photographs. Click there and get your results. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.